Good morning, this is Joe Moran with the Joe Moran Show. Happy to be here, as always. Going to get started. It's a beautiful Friday, ready for the weekend, but ready to get started. And I've got an exciting announcement. An exciting announcement that I want to talk about, and then we'll get into some of the kind of normal happenings um, that are going on uh, from a technology perspective and the mix. We kind of have this mix now um, where technology, politics are being commingled. Um, good, bad, or different, it's happening. So I want to dive into that. I uh, want to talk about what's happening in the housing market um, and then talk about consumer sentiment and kind of where that's headed. But uh, first and foremost, I've got exciting news. I'm going to be starting a new podcast in addition to this one that's focused on telling the stories of individuals that have lived, seen, been engaged, and survived through massive hyperinflation and currency debasements um, in the respective countries. So. I'm going to be talking with an individual next week um, that grew up in Venezuela, saw and experienced firsthand as an entrepreneur the transformation from being a country that embraces capitalism to populism to socialism to communism to hyperinflation. Um, and I think it's important that we all understand the stories of these individuals and what their experiences were like, how it impacted them personally, professionally, as a uh, member of their family, as a member of society, and the decision frameworks that they went through as they either embraced this transformation or uh, managed through the transformation um, in order to survive. Um, so I'm extremely excited about it. I think it's going to really uh, open the eyes of, of different people, um, especially in the United States, um, because we don't think that a currency crisis or uh, hyperinflation or a transformation from capitalism to socialism to communism can happen. 
I think it's important to tell the story of these uh, of the citizens of these countries, and that's what that's what that's what we're gonna do. Um, so again, you know, think about the countries, right, and what's happening. So you know, yesterday it was Venezuela as the primary country, right? When you think of this transformation, we can talk about Lebanon or Zimbabwe or Turkey or Sudan or Argentina um, or Brazil is on this transformation. And it's really important that we learn and become educated on these experiences so we can either put policies into place um, if our countries haven't experienced it yet, right? So that, so it doesn't happen, right? Or we can take the steps necessary to protect ourselves in the event that hyperinflation happens or the United States suddenly becomes a communist country or an authoritarian state. So I think it's going to be fascinating to get these unique perspectives um, because they're stories that we need to hear. Uh, I'm also um, going to try to get the other side of the story, right? So the people that feel that these countries are on the right path politically, economically, um, socially. Because it's important to, to understand the perspectives of both sides, right? It's critical, in fact, to understand both sides of the discussion. And then we can make our own judgments, right? We can, based on all the facts, based on the information at hand, then we make our own judgments um, on how we move forward. But... I just think it's absolutely critical right now, given this unique time that we're in, um, that we understand the pain, the suffering of what's happened in these countries. So maybe we can stop it from happening um, globally. So that's the show. That's the topic. Uh, like I said, I'm extremely excited. I will not announce the name yet of the show. I'm going to keep my listeners on a hook for that keep you coming back keep you clamoring for more but i will not announce the show yet the title of the show but that'll happen early next week um but i think it's just super important and i can't wait i can't wait to to dive in on this uh, in addition to what we're already doing from a podcast perspective and hopefully 
thinking about things logically, rationally, um, from various perspectives, looking at it through the lens of different people. So again, we can make the best decisions on how to move forward. So I'm really looking forward to that and, and we'll have more information coming out coming out about that new show over the next week. Um, couple things. We can't seem to get rid of the TikTok discussion no matter what we do. We can't shake it. We think it's going to be Microsoft that purchases TikTok for 30, 35 bill, right? They're in pole position. They're the leader. And then we hear that Oracle is coming up the rear, making a play. Then we hear that Walmart is diving in. They're part of the Microsoft ticket. And they're going to help ease the financial burden of the transaction by being a partner. Then we hear that Oracle's won the deal. Thanks to the relationship between Larry Ellison and Donald Trump. And then it's, well, this Oracle deal that was put together with TikTok doesn't meet any of the security concerns that we had originally, which is why there was the force ban. And it's madness. It's madness. And it's, it's, it actually is a microcosm, the dysfunction of this transaction is a microcosm for the entire Trump presidency. Right? Do something completely out of left field. Catches people off guard. Fine. You want to be a you want to kind of be an outlier. Fine. Get it. Okay. You announce an objective. Got it. Don't have to like it, but it's your plan. Sure. The execution on the plan goes poorly. Right goes poorly the administration senses that it's losing its grip has a uh, I won't say a related party but somebody that's close to the administration step in to try to fix it to make the administration look good the administration doesn't do any due diligence and for the reason why they put the ban in in the first place uh, isn't satisfied. 
the problem isn't satisfied even through the acquisition. Um, so that's a blunder. And they can't get through the regulatory hurdles. Can't get through the regulatory hurdles. And so now what's transpired is TikTok will no longer be able to be downloaded um, as of tomorrow on the various app exchanges as well as WeChat. And we're kicking the can down the road to Trump's kicking the can down the road, the administration, Oracle, TikTok. And now the deal um, can't be finalized until after the election on November 12th. It's, I mean, it's actually a fascinating display of uh, incompetence, right? And lack of execution. And not understanding the players and their motivations. I mean, Trump didn't even realize up until a couple days ago that the Treasury couldn't even get a cut of the transaction. I mean, he thought he was a broker collecting a fee on this guy. And it's, it's unbelievable. And maybe, you know, just maybe, now that Trump understands the administration doesn't get a kickback, maybe that's why the deal isn't closing till after the election. Because Trump really isn't that interested. It was more of a, let me get back at the people that kind of screwed over my Tulsa um my Tulsa rally, and China and ByteDance could be pumping the brakes for two reasons. One, let's wait till Biden gets in. Let's see if we actually have to do this, right? Um, if I was them and I really wasn't interested in stalling and, and selling, I would just stall. What's another 45 days, right? It's nothing. It's nothing. So there's that. And then they're also looking at bringing the former Instagram CEO as be, as running uh, to run TikTok as a CEO. And he's thinking about it. But, you know, it could, be, it could be a combination of those things. To me, if you're an outsider, right, if you're reading the tea leaves and you understand how this administration functions and just look at their track record, right, Poor execution. It's what it is. Flat out. Poor execution. So, I don't, I mean, I don't have a lot of comments on it other than, like, come on, let's make a decision, you know? And the fact that a decision isn't being made 
And actually, the WeChat one is, is, is more fascinating. But the fact that a decision isn't being made tells me that it was kind of what we all thought, a politically driven transaction, right? So, you know, I suspect that we'll be talking about this charade and debacle over the next six weeks up until the election. I mean, I think we will. Um, we'll see, but I think we will. I saw an interesting article this morning that there's over 10 trillion in equity in various homes around the country. 10 trillion. Now, I mean, as we've talked about, this is being driven largely by quantitative easing and how asset prices are going up. People are storing their wealth in homes, driving home prices up and the values of these homes up, right? Just the overall market itself is being inflated and it's creating a lot of wealth, right? Now you can't really tap into it. It's not very liquid unless you're willing to sell, but it's creating real wealth. Now, the hook is a lot of the people that are that are experiencing this, and maybe they don't even realize it, are becoming behind on their mortgage payments. Right? Due to the pandemic. Again, there's 30 million people, 29.6 million people on some form of government assistance. So, who's to gain? Who gains? Who's the winner? If there's defaults on these properties. Now, if there's mass defaults, then the mortgage providers, the creditors will suffer in the short term, right? And there will be a pullback in the market, but it'll be short-lived. The winners are the investment bankers and actually the banks themselves. And it's going to be similar to what happened in the global financial crisis the market dropped, it pulled back. Who was sitting at the auctions buying these properties at massive discounts? The investment banks were. The bankers, they were. They were buying the properties. Swept them up. 50 cents on the dollar. And that 10 trillion in equity is going to get captured by a different player if 
we can't stop the mortgages becoming more delinquent. So it's, you know, I'm excited. Like it's good and it's bad, right? So everybody's making money, right? You're becoming more wealthy. Can't really tap into it. It's illiquid. Um, you know, you could pull it out. You could pull it out with, um, you know, refinance, get access to the cash, but then you're just stuck paying the liability. So that's not a good answer. But the problem is these people are going to be fucked, right? If they can't catch up. And once the foreclosures and the evictions and these rules that were put in place to protect the people due to COVID and the shutdown. Once these rules are no longer in effect, the investment bankers are going to go hog wild. They're going to go hog wild. And they should. That's their job, right? That's what they're supposed to do, right? But people are going to experience a lot of pain as they go through that. And uh, it's not something that I'm looking forward to watching transpire. Um, that's for sure. And it just comes back the need to get the fiscal stimulus package done to get these people help, right? Absolutely critical. You know, people are starting to feel a little bit better. I think it's largely unwarranted because the overall economic conditions haven't really changed, in my opinion. Um, there's going to be real pain experience next year in the first half of the year as we're still kind of battling through this and companies that are becoming insolvent, um, you know, finally just bite the bullet and go through, you know, go through the bankruptcy process. Um, but we're talking you know, talking about people starting to feel a little bit better. And you can, and, and it, it's, it is, it is. I mean, there's a sense out there. And consumer sentiment is up. It's at 78.9 in September versus 74.1 in August. Okay, so things are improving. The consensus was 75. So be consensus. I mean, it's, a st it's still a far, 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 kind of far way away from 100, 100, which is where it was at previously. So there's a lot left to do, right? There's more climbing to be done. Um, and if there's any hiccups, whether you get a COVID outbreak, I mean, it's still, it's running rampant, but if there's a spike, that'll pull back. If the stock market struggles, it'll come back. If there's no fiscal bill done, it'll come back. 
So there's certainly some catalysts that can slow the progress that's being made. Um, but people are starting to feel better. Um, you know, I still have real concerns. Uh, but... People are starting to feel a little bit better. I think sports are coming back. I mean, it just seems like there's a sense of uh, normalcy that's starting to happen, which is great news. Um, which is great news. And I think it's all, I think that's part of it, right? School's back in session, good, bad, or different, whether it's virtual or in person, it's back. Sports are back. And there's starting to be a sense of normalcy. Again, and I think that plays a role. But again, if there's anything, I mean, if, it's not going to be difficult to trip this up. So let's keep our heads on a swivel. And let's just try to stay positive and do the best we can. Right? And that's it. And that's really all I have for today's show. Brief, short. Want everybody to get out and enjoy this wonderful day. Uh, have a lovely weekend. Watch the U.S. Open. We got football. Um, but, you know, it's important that we spend time with people, friends, family, and try to get back to the things that, you know, more positive in our lives because the the difficult times they're not over right we're right in the middle of it it's not over um but it's important that we have something that we can anchor back to um so we don't go fucking crazy but i'm looking forward like i said i've got we've got a uh, we announced today that we're rolling out a new show in addition to this one that's focused specifically on the stories of individuals that are living in these countries that have gone through a massive transformation from capitalism to full-blown communism and watching their currencies just evaporate right before their eyes. So super excited about that. We'll be releasing more next week. Um, and it's just important that we all stay positive. And so that's how I'm going to leave you for the weekend and once again this is the joe moran show with your host joe moran and until monday let's keep our ears to the grindstone